The following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend, indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day. He ain't what he seems 
You'll see him in your head on the TV screen. Hey, buddy, I'm wanting you to turn it on. Oh, he's a goat, he's a god, he's a man, he's a guru. You're one microscopic cog in his catastrophic plan, designed and directed by his red right hand. Lucas, Lucas. Sinister Tune. Little, little Nick Cave. All Sinister right. Sinister Tune. Because I, I wanted that, to play something a little... That tone. It, it does. does. It, yeah. it adds a little foreboding. And uh, for those who don't know, that is Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. And the name of the song is Red Right Hand. You know, on the list of guys who should never come out during the day, <laughs> Nick Cave is at the top. I mean... That's one way to look at isn't it. Isn't that, that yeah. dude a vampire? Isn't he? There's no vampires in Australia, though. No, really? So, well, that's why he left Australia, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that guy, I mean, in, in, in goth orthodoxy, uh-huh. he's the top. He's the top of <laughs> the list. He could have played a, a very good Mr. Anderson in the Matrix series. Uh, yeah, no Hugo doubt. Hugo Weaving wasn't no available. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he just brings it, you yeah. know? And he, it's effortless. He just shows up, and it's like, ooh, douche chills, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I wanted something... Like that, to set the tone for this episode. I think it's appropriate. Not to frighten small children. <laughs> but it's, uh, at a list, look, out of the, the gamut of topics we've covered, it's a little more dour well, on, than on usual. The, on this one, we should definitely frighten small children and, yeah. you know, and their parents, I think. Yes. You know? Uh, yeah, it's it's their parents that really should be afraid. Yeah, so why don't be you very leave us afraid. off since this whole thing is your brainchild. <laughs> Well, uh, you know what inspired Johnny to bust with a bust with a, uh, a Nick Cave tune was the topic I suggested. I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about cancel culture today. Yeah, because uh, it seems to be everywhere all the time right now. It's the boogeyman. It's 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 freaking people out left, right, upside down, and center. And uh, and I think people have kind of lost their perspective on it. I, I I think people don't really understand what it is because it scares the shit out of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what I'd like to do today with our discussion uh, is put it in perspective to some degree. All right. And, Shed uh, some light on some things. And, yeah, exactly, exactly. Without an agenda because we never have an agenda No, here. of course not. Not on Big Boom Radio. Not on Riffs and Rants. No agenda here, folks. We are an agenda-free zone. We are your oasis on a <laughs> sea of discontent. <laughs> That's all I got. Tom, yeah, well, yeah. that was all right. That was all right. Sets expectations high, but I think we can work with it. Uh, you know, in in doing doing you know due diligence and and research on cancel culture this week, you know, since we've been talking about this for weeks and and wanting to uh, confront this topic, mm-hmm. I think it, there's a, a a great deal of misunderstanding as far as what it is. And you know what the roots of it are, and and where it really is a threat to, you know, everybody's well-being mm-hmm. and everybody's peace of mind. I mean, first of all, it's nothing new. It really isn't. Um, you know, a lot of people want to reference cancel culture back to uh, New Jack City. Um, ironically enough, uh, Wesley Snipes has a line. Uh, in that movie playing, you know, the hard-ass, badass drug dealer. Nino Brown. Yeah, <laughs> nasty son of a bitch that he is, <laughs> where apparently he screams out something along the lines of cancel this bitch, yep. you know, when he has trouble with a girlfriend, giving him shit about the number of people he's killing. And uh, and he throws her onto a table, covers it with champagne, and says, get this bitch out of here, or something along those lines. 
Um, I saw the movie. I don't don't remember it that clearly. It just you know wasn't right. one of those kinds of movies well, to me. I, as somebody that's 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 actually one of my favorites because it takes me back to my misspent early nineties. <laughs> um, very quotable. And, oh, totally. Um, yeah. I remember the scene, and I I don't see how they could extrapolate that into a relationship with the, with the cancel culture. However. Yeah. Um, Kudos to whoever came up with that, you know. <laughs> well, again, it's a reference that was made, I don't know, when was that? When did that movie come out? That was the early 90s. Yeah. yeah. I want to say 91, but I'm not positive. Yeah. It was a reference that was made during that movie, but the fact of the matter is the concept of cancel culture is nothing new. Yep. I mean, long time ago, you know, when I remember being a, you know, stoned activist, <laughs> you know, back in the late 80s, early 90s, um, we used the term boycott. Yep. You know, yep. and, and that 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 was the epitome of that. But if you want to go back to the public shaming aspect of mm-hmm. cancel culture, I mean, we're talking 1600s, 1700s with the public stocks. Yeah, jump in the know? time tunnel for that yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, these poor bastards that couldn't pay their taxes or whatever. Right. You know, this shit is nothing new. Uh, but I think what uh, pulls it into the modern era is the fact that it's now powered by social media. Um, it's instantaneous, right? And uh, and I think that's really what scares people. You know, that's the fear factor involved. Is you could get ganged up on, mm-hmm. you know, by these freaks, you know, these Twitter <laughs> nut cases or whatever, and get yourself quote unquote canceled. You know, before you even have a chance to defend yourself, right? Right. And uh, and yeah, you know, this is yet another opportunity for me to rant about the dangers of social media and how much mm-hmm. I think it's bullshit. Well, before you go off on a, a tangent, you know, something important to remember that's, that I've noticed on, on social media, you know, when I appear online as myself, yeah. I, I do exactly that. And I don't give a lot of details out. And I said it so only my friends can really see what I'm talking about and posting. Right. But I think the perception is that people go online and give their opinions yeah, and the truth is actually most people, especially the ones giving out outlandish opinions, <laughs> are using uh, pseudonyms and, and, and alternative identities. And for example, um, it used to be that you could comment on stories on CNN. Oh, sure. They completely did away with that. And you could address <laughs> the people who are coming after you. Yes. You know, one on one. Right. Yeah. Now Fox still has that, but here's the problem: none of these people. Are using their names, so this this okay. is what spawns the internet phenomenon known yeah. as trolls, because it's very easy to say whatever you want to say when you're anonymous yeah. and you're a coward behind a keyboard. Right, right. Um, so I just bring that up because I think it's important to note that distinction. Oh yeah. Um, and the well, two points, separate points camps that, that, in, in social yeah, media. The points we have to make are what you just said, whatever the hell that was, and. <laughs> He's so articulate. Yeah, I know, I know. For a white man. And, you know, it's it's fear. It's it's all about fear, really. Yeah. You know, and the fact that that it, it really is mob rules kind of shit. I mean, it's, it, there's a very definite mob mentality behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the idea, I think the idea uh, behind the Internet in general, uh, and this specifically, was it would empower the little guy. Right. You know, to, oh, in to, a perfect world, sure. Yeah, and strike back against you know yep. these monolithic you know corporations and whatnot that normally would not give a shit about you as an individual. Mm-hmm. But that's not what it has manifested itself as. No. Um, <laughs> you know, um, it it really hasn't. It's 
really not a threat to the established. Right. And it hasn't, hasn't really manifested itself as uh, a weapon to use against the established. You know, there's a number of different examples you could cite uh, of people attempting to, quote-unquote, cancel people. You know, people like Eminem, mm-hmm. you know, who voice very controversial things, uh, very, very controversial perspectives and whatnot. Uh, you know, and anybody speaking of Eminem, and we could go on about him for hours, but that's his whole point, right. you know, is to really punch the buttons and, f- you know, piss people off, freak people out. But uh, apparently there was an effort to cancel him uh, not too long ago. Didn't work. As Died on the line pretty quickly, No, didn't he came out with a, with, a, with a video to lampoon those people that tried to cancel him, and that was pretty much the end of that. Um, J.K. Rowling, another example that people took a run at, uh, didn't work. As a matter of fact, it, it kind of, I think, resulted in uh, more sales right, you know, right. for her efforts and whatnot. Um, some of the notables that apparently have been canceled, Dumbo uh, is one, Pepe Le Pew. Yeah. Uh, yep. I think, you know, you're familiar with him. And I was cool with that because not for nothing, he was, look, he was always a little rapey. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. Well, there was apparently a segment in uh, a new uh, film. God, I wish I could cite the film, but I can't. Uh, what was it? Oh, forget about it. But the fact of the matter is, in, in the movie, a scene that was deleted was apparently Pepe talking about he'd been hit with a restraining order <laughs> or something for stalking some of the some right. of the you know cartoon characters that he's been stalking. Well, they and can't get him on the fact that he's French and he smells because that would be mean. No, no. But of course, derogatory like and racist. Yeah, but, but yeah. he is a little rapey and that's, you know, the Me Too movement <laughs> was all over that. But the bottom line is uh, the whole cancel culture trip has come... Is is a natural progression of the call out culture, uh-huh. which you know, in my mind, is pseudo activism. You know, any asshole can sit back, you know, in the comfort of their own home, mm-hmm. uh, behind their uh, anonymity right. of their online identity, and throw rocks at people. Yep. And you know, that's that's again, it doesn't it doesn't in the end amount to anything. It really doesn't. You know, and and on top of this. You know, typical of these kinds of things. It's been ex- absorbed by the mainstream, and it's become, amongst other things, a political football. Mm. You know, for the Republicans and the Democrats to keep hurling at each other. Uh, I can't say I blame the Republicans for using it to that effect to scare the base. Right. You know, if you elect these guys, the liberals, because in all honesty, it did originate from the left. You know, it's going to get out of control. It's going to get out of hand, and I'm sure it's a great fundraiser. You know, at the end of the day, <laughs> I, I really am. But as far as like actually affecting change, mm-hmm. I seriously question whether it has. I mean, it has probably scared the living shit out of the individual. You know, the, 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 the people that it's really affecting are individual journalists, individual writers out there mm-hmm. that don't have the backing of a corporation, that don't have the backing of an establishment of any kind. Right. They're the people that really are. Uh, Potentially cancelable, right? You know, and it's funny because you've um, you've mentioned once or twice in the show uh, a line from Men in Black when Tommy Lee Jones is talking to yes, Will Smith, yes, and yes. he says, "You know, a person is smart, but, but people, people are, are dumb. dumb." Yeah, it's almost as if the the knee jerk response that has created the cancel culture works in reverse because before all of this got started, you know, 
the internet's never been a nice place, especially social media. No, it's And unhinged. you would hear stories, especially speaking of unhinged, yeah. you would hear stories about like a cheerleading mom getting on there and yep. bad-mouthing another girl so she doesn't make the team and all this other kind of like nonsense. Yep. And in that case, when it's like a one-on-one thing, everybody's very quick to label that person a bully or a malcontent. Oh, yeah. But again, yeah, it's the a, mob, if, mob rules, right. mob mentality. But here's the thing. That's one person that's bad. But if 10,000 people decide that something's wrong and they want to eliminate it, then it becomes, another one of your favorite words, a movement. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And once it becomes a movement, folks, it's no longer about whatever the original intention of the movement was. Right. You know, it's all about personal agendas. Yes. And shit that has nothing to do with the original intention yeah. of the movement. And again, as, as you also mentioned, just this episode... These things started as boycotts. Yeah. Okay. And I remember growing up in my, my teen years, um, watching the New York news, there was a lot of stuff going on uh, in Queens and, and Brooklyn. There was a lot yeah. of racial issues. Okay. And of course, you had the infamous uh, Tawana Brawley incident with Al Sharpton. Yep, yep. And Al Sharpton and Jesse, with their Rainbow Coalition, would always be like at the drop of a hat. In front of somebody's storefront, boycotting them. Oh yeah, and I would. Well, it appealed to the emotional side of things, right? Not and it made lo- those people not the logical side right. of things, yeah. And it made the people joining the boycott feel better. But in reality, you weren't it accomplishing didn't do anything. Dick, you right. weren't doing a fucking thing <laughs> because yeah. the people that they were would assemble really didn't have the money in the pockets to incur an yeah. actual you know punishment on oh, yeah. somebody. Yeah, but you're right. It's the same thing that people still now in this you know cosmic uh, internet space assemble en masse and say we the people want this to go away or want this person to go away yeah absolutely absolutely well it's it's been defined uh, by the nu- by a number of people uh, in particular the RNC <laughs> as uh, as a uh, what's the word let's see uh, it's grown into uh, erasing history, encouraging lawlessness, mm-hmm. uh, muting citizens, and violating free exchange of ideas, thoughts, and speech. Now, normally I would rule anything that comes out of the RNC <laughs> as absolute fucking bullshit. But they kind of nailed it there. But, but <laughs> there are a couple of points there. I don't know where the lawlessness shit comes from, but, uh, but as far as like violating free exchange of ideas, thoughts, and speech... Really, what it has come down to is that it has scared the individual. Yep. It has scared the individual, you know, uh, journalist, mm-hmm. uh, the individual editorial writer, if you will, uh, because they don't have the backing of a corporation. Yeah. And and these are the people that can potentially get canceled for real. And it's all based on the the fickle whims of the mob. Yeah. And, and my favorite expression, the unwashed masses. Okay. <laughs> Now, again, we live... This is where we're at now. You'll appreciate this because we're approximately the same age. You had, uh, I guess it was a live Grammy performance, Mm -hmm. okay, by Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B doing their song, W.A.P., Wet Ass Pussy, okay? I I recall that song. It was rather popular last year, wasn't it? And and obscene as the day is long. (laughs) But here they are. Good for them. Right? Here they are on the the grandest stage in the land. I don't know if anybody even watches Grammys anymore. But, yeah, they're on one of the big networks, okay? Okay. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, two live crew and Luke Skywalker did it better in the 80s. <laughs> I do remember And their that. asses were hauled in front of Congress. Yes, they were. Against you know the likes of Tipper Gore and all this nonsense. Oh, yeah. Wait, at, one, at one point, two live crew couldn't do a performance without getting arrested. Right. I remember And that. they were arrested for yeah. this. 
But now real, real world consequences. But now, if if the mob gives you a pass or gives you the uh, the cesarean thumbs up, mm-hmm. then you get a pass. Yeah. Well, what's the old statement? Sound and fury signifying nothing. Benefits of a classical education. Classical education. There we go. <laughs> but I do think um, there is a hidden danger to all of this. Yeah. Uh, this is the real thing we need to worry about. Um, I'm sure you've heard the term awakening. I know I've made fun of it on a number of different occasions in conversations we've had. I don't know if I've had a chance to shit on it while we're um, <laughs> taping the show, but if I have not, it's some serious bullshit, quite frankly. Um, but I think the, the mentality behind it is the true danger. And the way it's affecting education in the United States, both on you know the... Uh, high school level, if you will, mm-hmm. particularly the college level, if you will, is the true danger. That's really, really what we have to look out for. Um, because it is a mob mentality. Yeah. You know, and if you have an individual uh, who expresses a opinion that, you know, in any way, shape, or form doesn't, uh, doesn't, com- uh, doesn't, what's the word I'm Conform. Conform, yeah, you know, that really is. That is it in a nutshell. Thank yeah. you, John. If it does not conform to the orthodoxy, that person's in deep shit. Completely. It's, you know, and I, I had made a, a, an illusion earlier tonight off air. It's literally like living in an episode of The Twilight Zone or The Outer Limits. Yeah. You know, these things that were, you know, these, these allegories that were made during a period of the McCarthy hearings, and that's mm-hmm. why they were so relevant and they oh, came yeah. fast and furious. We're seeing now again, and again, it's an it's it's an instance of society is not learning its own lessons. I know that's the, that's <laughs> the amazing thing, and it really does harken back to the blacklists yep. that went on in Hollywood that actually predated the McCarthy era. Mm-hmm. You know, and a human tendency uh, to fall for this bullshit. Yeah, and you know, a fear, and that's that's really the bottom line to all of this is fear. Yep. You know, fear is a big big business in the United States. It always has been, probably always will be. You know, and the fact that people, you know, human beings are, uh, I don't know, herd uh, creatures. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, 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 you know, in our DNA, we want to we want to We want to go group. in the right, di- in the same direction. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say right, else. but that was wrong. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and that's where the repercussions truly, truly are going to be felt with this. You know, individual journalists, comedians Mm -hmm. uh, are, you know, the group that that have been sounding the alarm on this for quite some time now. And uh, and yeah, it's not not going to have the intended uh, intended, uh, results that the people who are behind it want. You know, it's going to be all about demonizing individuals. And uh, and it's not going to turn out the way you want it to, people. You know, another uh, instance of, of history repeating itself. Um, like myself, you're a, a closet comic book fan, <laughs> even though you enjoy Marvel, which you know defeats the purpose. Well, you but know. <laughs> did you ever notice or wonder about the little stamp that's to this day still on the cover of every comic book? Yeah, it looks like a little postage stamp. It's the CDC, the Comic uh, Code CCA, Comic Code Authority, okay. which is a government branch that was formed in the late 50s, early 60s, okay. because um, the congressional leaders felt that comic books were leading towards teenage delinquency. And decadence and whatnot. Right. Probably because some parent complained someplace. And it was really more about the uh, 
the horror comics of the time, like sure. with the Crypt Keeper and all that. Not so yep. much the superheroes. Yep. But to this day, even though it's like a, a shadowing, toothless organization, they reign over these printed materials that these kids uh, absorb. Yep. And really, you know, I say toothless because everything you see in, in pop culture is in comic books now. These kids are sure. being exposed to it at a very early age. Absolutely. They're flipping around characters so that they equally represent the LGBTQ community and yep. every different ethnicity, religion, you name it. Yep. But, you know... The, the lesson to be learned, and at some point we'll be on the other side of this. This, sure. this cancel culture is not going to last mm-hmm. forever. Well, do you remember the PMRC in no. the late eighties? I'm not familiar. Yeah, with that. really, the Parent Music Something Council, some shit. Okay, uh, you know this was also an outgrowth of Two Live Crew, and uh, the 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 point person on it was Tipper Gore. Oh, she, yeah, she brought us the censored. Yes, lyric. exactly, gotcha. exactly. Gotcha. You know, apparently she at some point in time listened to a, a rap song yep. and was offended by the language in it and formed this parent music whatever council. Yep. And, uh, and yeah, they started stickering uh, CDs uh, that uh, at the time apparently this council determined were offensive or whatever. And all it did is buy a bunch of musicians more yachts and, oh, and God, sports cars. If, if, if you had a sticker <laughs> on your CD... Then you were shit, right? Kids were going to buy it just because they wanted to know what the fuck was on that CD that yep. was offending their parents. Exactly. You know? But yeah, this, this cancel culture thing is just... It, it really is the same old trotting out of the same right, old right. bullshit. Um, it's just the big thing. And then what scares the living shit out of people now is it's powered by social media. Yeah. You know, and the, that mob rules mentality, it's so easy to get together a mob using social media than it used to be. I mean, used to be you had to actually work for it. You had to go out pound pavement, yep. knock on doors, you know, put out flyers, get signatures, whatever. Now with social media, it's boom, boom, done. Right. You know, it's instantaneous. But the thing about a mob is that it, it tends to change its own mind eventually. Frequently. And as, again, as, as ridiculously Twilight Zone-esque as this is, at some point, let's say in terms of comedians, yep. there's going to be a Lenny Bruce-type figure Absolutely. that comes up that, again, is just going to say whatever the hell he wants to. Yep. And, it, and people are going to start to tune in and be like, you know what? The sky's not falling because he said this, this, and this that we're supposed to not yep. laugh at. Oh, yeah. you know, Or the next George Carlin or somebody like that. Which is the only thing that helps me sleep at night is knowing that you know people are people. They're never going to change. Yep. And all of these things are cyclical. Now, the thing is, what do you do in the meantime? You, you got to prevent it from having any serious damage to, I'm going to put this in air quotes, American culture. Sure. You know, and the education system. Oh, yeah. Because I agree with you. That's the most dangerous aspect of this well, whole thing. Well, that's a slippery slope. Yeah. You know, as, as uptight and like just totally indefensible. Generation Z is right, you know, and yeah, you can put it on their parents, the millennials, <laughs> assholes that they are, you know. But it's what are we breeding down mm-hmm. there? And this is what uh, what timeout versus a smack on the ass does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry, I know this gets people in trouble all the time. This reference, but the uh, concept of Hitler Youth comes to mind. Yeah, you know, with what's what's going on in, like I said, the high school level and the college level. Right. The orthodoxy yes. that these kids are being the indoctrination. Taught. The indoctrination. Exactly. Yeah. So to you know to take that analogy a step further, your kid comes home from college. Let's imagine he's he's in his Hitler youth garb. You know, the kid coming home from school and telling his parents they're wrong. 
that's a natural occurrence. You did it. Oh, I did it because yeah. you're learning things. Yep. But you're not learning so much a point of view as you are, at least what we considered facts. Yeah. Facts from a history book or whatever. Oh, yeah. So now it's going to be like your kid comes home. He's in his Hitler youth garb. You know, he's sitting there <laughs> sharing a meal at, at Easter, let's say. Yeah. And he turns to his mother and says, you know, mother, you have quite a few Jewish features. <laughs> It's that kind of like awkwardness. It really is. You can put it in that con- context. You yep. really can. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, it's it's again, it's the slippery slope on this Even that's frightening as hell. Since we're trying to keep it light, are we? One of uh, our shared favorite. Since when do we ever try and keep it light? Well, we we, we try and we fail. But <laughs> that miniseries V that they had on NBC many, I many years ago. That, yes. Remember, there was the one kid that became part of like the V Youth. Yep. And he came home and like tattled on his family. Yep, yep, ratted him out. Right. Uh-huh. So, I mean, again, this stuff, it's entirely plausible. And if everything keeps going the way it's going, this is the society we're yeah. going to be living in. Yeah, it's kind of funky. And it, again, it's it shocks me that it's coming from the left. Yeah. Primarily. I mean, you know. At this point in time, it's only coming you know, from the left because people expected it to come from the right. Yeah, we were we were taught, and even me as somebody on the right was always like, "Oh, I got to watch your own." You got all those Bible thumpers in the Midwest, uh, yep, and they're going to yep. crack down on creativity. And guess what? It never happened that way. Yeah, orthodoxy <laughs> can go either way. It yep. truly can. Any any particular side can be susceptible to it. Yeah, um, the holier than thou mentality, the idea that we know better than you. Yep. Um, and again, social media. And look at communism and fascism, two opposite ends of the ballpark. Yep. But at any given time, either one could take hold. Yeah. You know, you're screwed no matter what you do. And that's kind of where we're at now. It's like, yeah. we want to be a little woke because we want to advance as a society. I get it. You want to be progressive right. to advance as a society. But again, the term woke scares the shit out of me. <laughs> it seems to me to be condescending as hell. And at the end of the day... Who gets to determine who's woke and who's not? Who Whoever gets, has the who, microphone, my who friend. Who gets to judge, man? You know, <laughs> and uh, and you know, I'm not fond of quoting the Bible. I've never been a you know big fan, but you know, <laughs> judge not lest you be judged, motherfucker. Yeah, you know, truth. Watch your ass. So, yeah. yeah, it's kind of a funky place we're in these days. But yeah, I don't think cancel culture is really what people need to be worried about. It's the underlying. Yeah. Uh, Thing that's going on here that people really should red flag. Yeah, it's not the effect, know? it's the cause. It's one of those times where I'm glad I'm not a parent, you know? Truth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, good fun, John. Good, good fun. fun. Well, it depends how you look at it, because, yeah, we've, we've done dug ourselves the trench. <laughs> we do that, don't we? call we? it the middle gem trench. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a habit. It's a habit. But I will say we usually usually successfully get ourselves out of this with a fine gem. With a, a fine gem. gem. And uh, I think we've got one lined up. And I agree. Uh, you know, I think a situation like this most definitely calls for a little Warren Zevon. Yes. You know, if anybody could put it in perspective, <laughs> it was the late, great Warren Zevon. Um, and this tune in particular, I think, really nails it. I know it's a big, big uh, anthem for every drug dealer I've ever known. You know? Hey, now, that was my anthem <laughs> in my 20s. I wasn't dealing drugs. <laughs> Lord. Well, I'm sure it wasn't restricted. How dare you pigeonhole me to that group of my friends? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it is. It is one of those songs that just applies across the board, uh, and a tribute to the brilliance of the late great Warren Zevon. Yep. Uh, this is a song called "Lawyers, Guns, and Money." So, so good. Yes, we're gonna play this for you, folks, and then we're gonna be back because we got so much more things. And you know, 
dope. just puts it, things in perspective, doesn't it? It kind of makes you want to stop the podcast and just drink. <laughs> Maybe that's just where my head's at these days. Yep. I don't know. Send lawyers, guns, and money. Dad, get me out of this. Yeah, oh, well, we've all God. been there, and thank God. Raise my glass to, to yes. fathers because, oof. And to the late Warren Zevon, brilliant mm-hmm. that he was. He was one of those guys that, like, he influenced so many people. Yeah. You know, he didn't make nearly the money that the people he influenced made. But uh, but he made his mark. Yep. And uh, for those who don't know, that was from the 1978 album Excitable Boy. Another and, uh, great tune, which we have used yes, on the podcast. Yes, and, uh, and needless to say, like most Warren Zevon compositions, it was covered by a number of people. Most notably, it was covered by Rick Derringer back in 1978, the same year the song came out, uh, on an album called If I Weren't So Romantic, I'd Shoot You. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And I would be honored to be covered on an album with that title. I, I mean, guess that's, so, that's yeah. good stuff, man. That's good stuff. So, uh, uh, moving right along. At a blistering pace. Yes. 
This is a particular segment that I'm I'm very happy we're doing. And I'm, I'm and so happy. Full disclosure, about this. I I'm, think uh, Michael, you, you finally got the bug <laughs> to come up with your own side segments. I pitched this on Johnny, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. got to do this. We got to do this." <laughs> so uh, we haven't. This is, this is so fresh. We haven't even come up with theme music for it. No jingle yet. But uh, but yeah, this segment's going to be called "How Could You Have Not Known." <laughs> how could you have not known? Flesh this, it out for the good folks. In, in this case, it's how could you have not known this would cost you your job? Maybe we should do like some songs do with that. You know, how could you not known this would have cost you that your job in parentheses? Yeah. So it's also part of the title, yeah, but not officially think, part of the know, title. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. Because we're, we're a musical podcast. We should we, do shit we like are. that. We are. And we're versatile. We're incredible. And we're versatile. ostentatious as hell. This so is, we should, this is true. Know. I don't even know what the fuck that means. But yeah, we are that. We are that. But yeah, in this case, it's how could you have not known this would cost you your fucking job? Love it. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, we got a few candidates this week. And uh, we're going to start off with uh, uh, Duxbury, Massachusetts football coach Dave Mamoron. And I'm, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this correctly. Uh, I'm sure this hit the national newswire. But just in case you live under a rock or in a cave. There you go, alienating our cave-based listenership. I know, the cave folks. I know, they're (laughs) going to be offended. And I'm sure we're going to get emails, but fuck them, all right? We're just going to move forward anyway. Um, In this case, uh, this guy was a a football coach with uh, Duxbury, uh, Duxbury, Massachusetts team, and uh, they came uh, to uh, the kind of uh, focus, the kind of light that you don't want, you don't want, Focused on you because okay. there really is such a thing as bad PR. Sorry, yeah. Madonna, you were wrong. And it's kind of funny because it's a bit of an outgrowth, a bit of an outgrowth of the pandemic that the team was playing in the spring as opposed to in the fall. Okay, but uh, apparently it came to light that the Duxbury football team uh, was using uh, Jewish terms uh, for audibles. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Among those terms they were using for audibles were rabbi and dreidel. Okay. You know, altogether not all that offensive. Right. But then they also had an audible that they used with the word Auschwitz. Would you like something to read? Do you have anything light? How about this leaflet, famous Jewish sports legends? And that was the undoing (laughs) right there, folks. Right there. That That is when the shit officially hit the fan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have to point out, you know, for perspective... Uh-huh. Uh, that this particular football team, the Duxbury football team, uh, had 12 consecutive league titles and five Super Bowls. Huh. Okay. Now, if you're in that position, you should know everybody's gunning for you. Everybody's coming after you. This is true also. And, yeah. in fact, in this particular case, uh, the use of these audibles was reported by a team that Duxbury apparently beat the shit out of. Well, I guess their footballs weren't slightly deflated, so they had to go a different route. Yeah, yeah, you got to find something. You got to find something, you know. But this is one of those situations where... That's some low-hanging fruit. It is, it is, where it's like, okay, I'm not sure, you know, what the damage was, you know. I'm I'm sure you offended some people, but I'm not sure what the real damage was. Mm -hmm. But, you know, unless, again, you're a cave dweller, you know, or you're living on the fucking moon or some shit... You should have known better than to go down this road. Uh, you should have known that doing so would bring the shit right down on you. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. 
you would think that people would would be aware of this. Yeah. But like I said to you in our in our pre-show talk, what really frightens me is what's the name of this town again? Duxbury. Duxbury. Well, that that sounds asinine to begin with. <laughs> what if this? I mean, community is so insular. That a little lack of sensibility going on, or, or sensitivity going on. I here, mean, great. You know? it's look, it's Massachusetts. It's not you know the Pennsylvania Steel Town. It's it's not some town in Texas. But towns tend to take their football very seriously, yes, especially they when they have a history of winning. Absolutely. But what if this creepy ass children of the corn type town is so insular that they're like they don't even know what a Jew is? Like yeah. like no one's gonna notice this. Yeah. How could you have not known that this would offend somebody? In in the current climate <sighs> that you know that we actually discussed in the first half of the show, how could you have not known that this would go viral? How could you have not known that this would bring every fucking person down on you that in the universe you know, and justifiably yeah. so yeah that 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 harkens themselves to be woke i mean because really know? yeah as 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 innocuous as the first two terms might have been you had me a dreidel okay yeah because now, now you're reaching dreidel it's like eh. and one can only hope Rabbi, like by eh. like what plays did these even correspond to like Auschwitz, maybe, bang don't get me started rabbi maybe a quarterback sneak Mm. Okay. Yeah. Dreidel, a uh, short spin pass I'm up not the sure middle. What dreidel would? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, short spin pass. Dreidel, dreidel, you dreidel know? on two. Yeah. You know, uh, what was it? Uh, Omaha. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, that Peyton Manning. His, yeah, yeah. That Peyton Manning used to use. Yep. But yeah, you would think that someone would know. And I don't even know what kind Some, of play someone, is called Auschwitz. Someone would say, "Hey, Auschwitz, bad idea. Don't go there." You know, and what's ironic as hell is this particular game where this this came to light and got reported on, this poor bastard, the coach, wasn't even there. He wasn't there for that game. But he came up with this If he didn't scheme. come up with it, he knew. He yeah. was aware. You know? Well, unless he was uh, Joe Paterno, and then he's... You know, <laughs> I know everything about that's, that's this except enti- that. Philosophers and uh, boy lovers... That's an entirely different discussion. Let's not go there today, but maybe on some future episode. But, uh, but yeah, this guy, and unfortunately, not only did he get canned as the, the head coach of the football team, but he was a special education teacher, and he got canned from that as well. So and I mean, you for know, what? Just stupidity. Yeah. You know? I mean, well, that's 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 at the end of the day, that's what it really comes down to. Is I'm not sure. I mean, sure, I'm sure he offended some people with the Auschwitz reference, but what I mean, damage did he truly do other than being stupid and having his head up his ass? I mean, literally, I'm, I'm sitting here shaking my head at, at just, like, the waste, because Lord knows we need more good educators. But the flip side of that coin is, fuck him. Yeah. And I'm glad he's not teaching kids anymore. If he's that stupid, yeah. okay, yeah. and these are the examples he's going to use, I don't want him teaching our kids. If you so did not him. know that the shitstorm was coming... With this kind of thing, yeah, you should right. probably find another professional. I'm disgusted. Next example. All right. Uh, we're going to go back to a reference that we made before and that we have discussed was uh, the actress Gina Carano. Uh, my girlfriend. From, you better yeah, watch her mouth. From The Mandalorian. Put some respect on yeah, that name. Yeah, she got... She got sh- <laughs> and there's a link to, between what we were just talking about with the Duxbury football team and this particular situation. Okay. Okay. Uh, as I'm sure most people know who are fans of The Mandalorian, um, she got ground up and uh, kicked out courtesy of a reference she made to uh, Jews in Nazi Germany getting attacked uh, by their fellow citizens. And right. apparently, 
Uh, and it's funny because I, I read her offensive, quote-unquote, offensive tweets, mm-hmm. and the association had to be made via previous tweets that were potentially controversial. But kudos to you for going all the way back well, and thank starting you. from It was a, an interesting scratch. read, I must say. But, uh, but once again, she brought up Jews and she brought up the Holocaust. Yeah. And you just can't go there, you know, in this day and age, unless, again, you have your head so far up your ass you can't see daylight, yep. or you live in a cave or under a rock. You don't make those references. You but just again, don't do that. Because you and I are both considered, what, boomers, I guess, more well, or less. Generation X. Whatever. You know, well, certainly our parents are boomers, no, yeah, and we were yeah, raised exactly. there we go. with the quote, you know, you don't discuss religion or politics yeah. amongst friendly or mixed company. You just don't yep. do it. It's don't uncouth. Go there. It's, nothing it's good can nothing, come from exactly. it, right? Yes. But people have forgotten that. <coughs> and this is why we got this shit going on now today. Yeah. Well, again, in her case, Twitter, yeah. you know, was the thing that brought her down, you know, as opposed to, a, you know, a well-thought-out letter or, you know, potentially even an email that somebody could have stopped her and said, mm-hmm. don't do that, don't go there. Right. You know, she shot this out on Twitter. And she'd already established herself as someone somewhat controversial because she had very conservative views. Right. And according to Disney, they had admonished her several times about this. Well, bang, there it is. You work for Disney. Yeah. You know, no controversy tolerated. No <laughs> anything potentially fucking detrimental to our yeah to our bottom line will be tolerated. <laughs> you go there, you're fucking done. So it's like, how could you have not known? You know, and not only did she have these previous previous uh, Twitter comments that were potentially controversial. I mean, like I said, I read them all, and some of them I obviously didn't agree with. Some of them I kind of found were dumb. But how could you have not known? You reference Jews. You reference <laughs> The Holocaust, you're not going to get shit canned. How could you yeah. have not fucking known that? It's like working with children and animals. Just, just don't do it. Yeah, just you know? don't go there. I mean, <laughs> rightly or wrongly, you know, and we can debate all day and night, right. you know, the, the ethics and, 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 you know, our altruistic views of, of wanting everybody's views and everybody's perspectives to be discussed in a rational manner and whatnot. And you that, work my for friend, fucking Disney. That, my friend, is where I, I share your animosity for social media in so much as I don't want to hear everybody's fucking opinion. No. But if you put them in front of a keyboard, all of a sudden, even like the, the, the shrinking violets amongst us think that their views... Like everyone's waiting to hear what they think about stuff, and you yes. know what? We're not. You know, you just you just hit the <laughs> nail on the head right there, Johnny. You nailed it. It's like I'm I'm sorry. You know, you're an actress. You have you know perspectives and you have views and you have opinions and all this other shit. But it doesn't make them any more valid than anybody else's. And in all honesty, I really don't want to fucking discuss them. Don't. I don't want to hear it. Don't. You know, I mean, it's one thing if we're getting together over drinks and you want to talk about this. That's one thing. But, you know, just because you have this platform, yeah, you know, there's, there's you know, I will admit there's a pressure, I guess, on a lot of artists and a lot of actors and whatnot to speak their views and, and, and take their take their positions and whatnot. So they could stand out that much more yeah. from amongst the herd. Yeah. You know, in this case, it was Gina Carano a couple of years ago. Uh, the show Stranger Things, which has this massive following. It, it's been a great show. It was a breath of fresh air. They're up there accepting their, uh, I guess in this case, 
uh, Golden Globes. Okay. And uh, Dave uh, Harbour, is it? Who yeah. plays like the one of the leads in the show. Okay. Gets up there and starts railing against Trump. And this was early on, like his first or second year of Trump's administration. All right. And as a fan of the show, I'm sitting here and also at the time a fan of Trump. I'm like... I don't want to fucking hear what your views are and shit. Not in that context. And the worst part Not was in that context. he's working with preteen actors and actresses who look up to him that are also part of the cast on yeah. stage with him yeah. getting this group award and they are echoing his sentiments now. Really? So if I don't want to hear it from his ass. There's nothing more pathetic than an aging hipster. I certainly don't want to hear it from uh, little Bobby Millie Brown and the rest of these kids who, <laughs> up until that moment, I was like, wow, what a talented group of young people. Yeah. They must be very worldly well, and intelligent. Well, again, again, it seems like the pressure is on you know, a lot of people in the, the public spotlight yeah. to take a stand. You know? And it was obviously you know, a particularly uh, obvious pressure during the Trump administration, given how controversial Trump was. But, you know, as a person in that position, uh, an actor or an artist or whatever, you really got to stand above that. You really have to not fall for that. Yeah. You know, just because the pressure's on and the screws are being turned on me that I have to take a stand. You know, I have to be Taylor Swift and whatnot. Um, no, no, fuck off, leave me alone. Because if you think about it, there are so many, I mean, so many talented actors, actresses, musicians, bands that don't take a stand on shit, at least not that I know of. Yeah. Which means that when they've had a microphone thrust in front of their face, all they said or talked about was their craft yeah. or their thank yous for the award and the people that they owe allegiance yeah. to. And that's it. Well, you know, I don't... For wanting to use their platform, if you will, to... And that's one of the things that we differ on. Yeah, we have not, since day know. one. Yeah, but... You know, do your homework. You're not obligated to, I think is the point I'm trying to make. Mm -hmm. Just because you're in that position, you're not obligated to take a stand on this, that, right. or the other thing. And a lot of the people that are forcing you to, to be that person and say those things have agendas that have nothing to do with your well-being. Bingo. Nothing to do with your they well-being. They will not be there if the shit comes crashing exactly. down. <laughs> exactly. Your, your shit gets, gets hammered. Right? They're not going to be jumping up there defending your ass. And, you know, a lot of these people, you know, I, I, you know we've talked about, you know, my time in, in Southern California and, and, and whatnot. A lot of these people, I knew these people. I worked with these people. These aren't people that have time to do the homework. Right. They really don't. And, and they're being pressured to take a stand. And I think to a great degree, a lot of these people need to say, hey, fuck you. Yeah. You know, I'm an actor or I'm a musician or whatever. This is where my focus is. This is what I do. Let me do what um, I get paid to do. Yeah, and go fuck yourself, yep. you know? Uh, third, and, and certainly not, not in the least... I can't even wrap my brain around this one, man. <laughs> this is just so fucking out there. Uh, a Buffalo uh, disc jockey named Rob Lederman. Uh, I don't know if anybody's heard about this. I know you and I have talked about this. Was comparing black women's skin tones to yeah. the various settings you could get on a toaster... For how toasted you wanted your toast. Um, and or in this case, your paramour. Yeah. And apparently this idiot went so far as to talk about what level of blackness uh -huh. he would find acceptable. Apparently he wasn't cool to a Serena Williams skin tone, but was okay with Halle Berry's skin tone. Because I'm Foxy Cleopatra and I'm a whole 
lot of women. <laughs> I worked in radio. I can't. <laughs> Where was the fucking program director on this to tell this moron that, no, this is a really, really bad idea, and this is going to cost you your fucking career? Yeah. You know, how fucking stupid was this guy, first of all, to come up with this? Second of all, to put it on the air. And like I said, where where was the program director? Where was management? Where were the people that work with DJs as far as what they put out on the air to stop something that is so rank fucking stupid right. as this? This shocks me. How could this idiot have not known you do this bit today, you are unemployed tomorrow? You know, and not only did this fucking moron lose his job on the air, he also lost his uh, job as in arena host for the Buffalo Sabres and the Buffalo Bandits. And quite honestly, this level of stupidity, uh-huh. fuck him. Yeah. yeah, go fucking flip burgers or, or whatever <laughs> if you're that fucking stupid. This, this was just shocking to me. Well, I, I will say this. As somebody that's spent uh, probably about a third of their life in front of people one capacity or another, giving speeches, doing training, putting on shows. Luckily, I was always good at ad-libbing. Yeah. And luckily, I got a little piece of brain still rattling around up in there. Very good. That would tell me what areas to steer clear from. Yeah, you'd think. Now, there are two incidences, which we'll save for another day, (laughs) where I missed that mark, and luckily things didn't get completely horrible, but they were bad. But like I said, the other third of my lifespan, say 15 to 20 years... You know, you, you go in with a certain level of common sense, knowing yep. that, okay, I want to be funny, I want to be witty, I want to make good points, yep. but this is the corral that I'm in right now. Yep. Okay, this is my audience. Yep. You know what they're sensitive to and whatnot, yep. and you navigate through that. Not like a moron who, as we have discussed previously, now they're they're painfully limited in what they can talk about and the time that they oh, have to talk about. You of got course. commercial breaks and plugs and all that yep. stuff. Yep. So for somebody to green light this piece of shit <laughs> to go in and start... I know. I mean, forget about the toast comparisons. Why even talk about different grades of skin tone <laughs> and not think it's going to be a total disaster? Yeah. A- apparently, according to the report I read, he also used an outdated and offensive racial term. Oh, now, which, I don't, one, I, which one? Which one? Which I, one? I don't know. I didn't listen to the broadcast. <laughs> But just that somebody, you know, would write that reporting on, right, right. you know, listening to it. I mean, you know, you and I have talked about this. I worked in out in Los Angeles. I will be honest with you. I, I was privy to a lot of stupid shit. A sure, lot of really, sure. really dumb, dumb shit. A lot of guys fucking themselves into the ground. But this one, I, again, I'm, I'm having trouble wrapping my brain around this. And you know, you know, if I own this radio station, <laughs> you know, apparently the, the, the two comrades on the air, his sidekicks or whatever, just got suspended or something like that. Right. If I was the owner of this radio station, Get them all. I'd fire all of yeah. them. It's like, you are so fucking stupid. Sometimes this, this you need beyond... to like... beyond... It's like grabbing the wheel if the driving instructor drops dead. You know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You take the We're mic, all done you here, unplug folks. it. Right. Yeah. How could you have possibly known? How could this idiot have not fucking known yeah. that you do this on air, you are done. You are done today. You are done immediately. But what, as a bonus, I find doubly funny, just so I could share this with our audience. Yeah. Which people don't know, or maybe you do by now, I fly by the seat of my pants. I never rehearse. <laughs> I never hash things out. I, Hell, I, I don't I, even I, write things down. I, I will bear witness to this. Yeah. And my, my co-pilot, Michael, yeah. is a, a perfectionist when it comes to planning. He wants all his ducks in a row, which is extremely commendable. But that's how he works, and I work a different way. But 
everything we're talking about right now. We discussed prior to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, John doesn't have any notes. I've got a fucking ream of notes over here. And believe me, there have been times where I know I, I've bounced stuff off of you beforehand. You're like, yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> and it was it's always in a, a brotherly, cautionary yes. way that I'm like, yes. all right, maybe he's right. You know, Wave, Waving the flag going, don't go there, don't go there, don't go there. <laughs> yeah, where were the safeguards? Again, where was the program director on this one? Exactly. To say, dude, don't do this. Are you and and radio is mind? so sterile now. Like, all this stuff's got to get cleared. Yeah. So this guy decided in, like, the, the 10 minutes that we're going to let him run off the range oh, yeah. and do as he pleases, he's going to start talking about well, again, he wasn't grades in, of skin yeah, color. he was in Podunk, Mississippi. This idiot was on the air in well, Buffalo. Well, believe me, Boston isn't that... Uh, Buffalo well, is not that much better. No, it's not like fucking... <laughs> Buffalo. Yeah. It's not like New York or L.A. or whatever, but still, it's a major market. Let's Well, let's alienate them. Have you seen the Bills Mafia? No. Jumping onto plastic tables, pretending they're wrestlers. Oh, dear God. Yeah, wooden tables made out of like pulp wood, they break. Plastic ones don't. Okay. Especially uh, when it's negative 20. <laughs> again, <laughs> again, not, you know, not New York or, you know, LA it's, or whatever. It's, it's, but it's still, yeah, yeah. you know, it's Buffalo, man. It's fucking <laughs> Buffalo. I'm kidding, Buffalo. I love you. Love you, Fun guys. little town. Love the wings. Thank you for the wings. <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. Well, see you later. All right, we but need yeah, to that, jump into that, a jam and that, that get out of this. That moron takes the cake. And, you know, again, you know, to emphasize the segment we're doing here, how could you have not known how could you that that would cost you your job? Oof. Jesus God. Next time we'll have a jingle and more morons because there seems to be uh, no ending uh, to that supply. Well, I think I, I agree with you. It's, it's time for a jam to get us the fuck out of this. Give us Jesus a momentous jam. Like, I don't know, maybe by one of the most prolific rock bands of all time that we haven't played yet. What do you Well, got? you know, you and I have talked about this. We have been remiss, and, and we're going to make up for that today. John Lennon, of all people, was always great for putting things in perspective. <laughs> so I think that's where we're going to go. This is a John Lennon tune. It's a Beatles tune, but this is a John Lennon tune. And uh, we're going to sum it up with this. This is a song called You Can't Do That. That's right. You can't do that. <laughs> but let's do this. Let's play the song. We'll be back to wrap things up and talk about some stupid. Something to say that might cause you pain If I catch you talking to that boy again I'm gonna let you down And leave you flat Because I told you before Oh, you can't do that Well, it's the second time I caught you talking to him Do I have to tell you one more time I think it's a sin I think I'll let you down Let you down Listen to me if you wanna say mine 
Oh, you can always depend on John Lennon to put things in perspective. You're I really pushing at that Lennon tangent. <laughs> I prefer to say "Good Song" by the Beatles. Uh, well, it was a Lennon composition. It was the. Uh, it was actually the B side mm-hmm. of their 1964 release "Can't Buy Me Love." It was going to be the A side until Paul wrote "Can't Buy Me Love." <laughs> Which probably pissed John off, but you know it is what it is. But you go back to our roots. You're a John guy, yeah, I and love I, John. I'm a Paul slash George guy. Understandable, <laughs> understandable. But it's kind of funny when you think about it because this was 1964. Uh-huh. That on one side it was "Can't Buy Me Love," and on the other side was "You Can't Do That." You know, think about it. 1964. Put it in context. Yep. You know they were making a statement in a very very early on. You know, it was later released on the uh, "A Hard Day's Night." Uh, album in 1964, and between you and I, I have no idea what the fuck that term means. A hard day's <laughs> night? What the fuck is that? Well, it's, it's kind of like the phrase, well, I spent the night in Buffalo. That was the longest <laughs> month of my life. <laughs> again, I sorry, Buffalo, you just had to tip I'm my tongue now. You, in, in the, Thanks in, for the wings again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what can you do? Tough night for Buffalo. I, look, I can make fun of Buffalo because I'm the, the sucker that bet on them Four times in a row when I went to the Did Super you Bowl. really? Yes. Oh, God. Working in Atlantic City at the time, so I thought I had the inside track. And uh, look, the law of averages. Dude, they were good. They, <laughs> they were, were good excellent. those years. Yes. Were, who could, you know, 2020 hindsight, what can you say? Uh, you know? It got worse every time, too. Oh, yeah. God, it did. You know? <laughs> uh, God, you know, uh, uh, I, I just, I can't. I'm a New England Patriots fan, as are you. Sure. So it's, that's... That's and we remember the to. days when we were just a oh, patsy. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. there's two oh, losses yeah. for us this and, year. Yeah, and, you <laughs> know, in all the major Super Bowl appearances, they lost a few. They did. Yeah. And I remember how devastating that was when they did, but four in a row. Oh, Oof. my God. Now, it's funny bringing it up. In today's environment, would Marv Levy have survived four straight Super Bowl losses? That's a good question. I do believe in you. I just know you're going to fail. That's a good I'm question. thinking no, because they have no patience these days. Know. But that's a story for another day. I was going to say, amazing how we <laughs> jump topics here at Big Boom Radio. Yep. Hey. Well, all right. That was some good fun tonight, John. That was some good fun. We, we oof, covered a lot of stuff. Indeed. Felt like I just went to class at night. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we made it through it. And thank you to everybody for sticking with us in this one. Hope indeed, you enjoyed the show. Indeed. Yes. And as always, I'm Johnny Teflon. And I'm Michael Sean Lee. And we will see you all on the flip side.